0: Is that going to show up? The- <laughs> yes. So what? <laughs> what is up, guys? This is free wine and Unleavened Bread. My name is Dalton Locke, and once again, I am here with Whitney Williamson. Hey. Corey Anthorpe. Hey. And David Overstreet. That's my water. I'm glad you found it, David. I'm glad you found your water. That is awesome. Nice right? and
1: hydrated.
0: <laughs> You're healthy. healthy. Yeah. Now my mouth is lubricated. Right.
2: <laughs> Do you drink from
1: the living water? That's the question. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh.
0: <laughs> Guys, we Ooh. have just wrapped up our series on lust of the heart. We covered greed and we covered sexual immorality. We even covered when we fail sexually. And I am just so glad for what the Holy Spirit had to say through us on, that, on those episodes. Um, this week, or well, <laughs> the next three weeks, we're going to be covering the book of Colossians. Uh, Mm -hmm. Super excited uh, for that and for our listeners to uh, be edified by that and for ourselves to be edified by that. But first, we're not going to jump straight into the meal. We're going to cover our appetizers. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Uh (laughs) You got me with that one, David. You got me with that one. Um, So does anybody have any memories or stories that they want to tell?
3: I don't have a memory, but I saw a funny meme that – my friend Liz posted on Facebook today. Okay. Shout out Liz! She has the best, cutest British accent in the world Ooh. too. So, anyway, she posted this um, meme and it says, "I don't know who needs to hear this, but stop trying to track that package. It's in God's hands now." <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. I actually, wow. I just ordered a book from a friend that wrote a book, obviously, <laughs> and and. I don't know what happened, but somehow it got lost in the mail. I got an email that it was lost, and yeah. And now it's in God's hands. Now it's in God's hands,
1: so (laughs) it's (laughs) it's happier there than in mine. (laughs) You know what? On Candle Day with Bath & Body Works, I ordered, like, four candles, and I was sure I hit submit, and I, you know, used my PayPal, Mm -hmm. and I don't see the transaction anywhere in my account, and other people that have ordered their candles have already gotten them, and I still have not received candles.
3: Hmm. Well,
1: Heaven's smelling extra good. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, did I order them? Like, if I didn't get charged for them, they can keep them. Because yeah. I probably shouldn't have ordered.
0: Like, have you checked your bank account to see yeah, if they can?
1: Yeah, I'll see that on there. And I'm like, mm, mm. I don't know. We'll find out. If they ever show up, I'll let mm-hmm. you know. There's no return. Right. The girl,
3: that's on some late night shopping. You don't even remember pushing <laughs> submit or not. <laughs> it was early morning. It was on the day of. My manager oh.
1: told me. She's like, hey, it's candle day. And I'm like, girl, can you grab drive through? I'm going <laughs> to step to the sun and order these candles. There's no well, return policy of- there.
0: Well speaking of packages uh <laughs> I have no idea what was funny about that but anyway just sounds like you couldn't wait to talk about packages packages I mean it is part of my job you know it's true. Yep. I deal with packages all day every day this is true 6 days a week right now uh I'm tired can you tell anyways um so by the time that this episode airs uh, it will be after Christmas. Everybody will be winding down and getting ready for the new year. And uh, I'm just wondering, does anybody have New Year's resolutions?
3: Oh, New Year's so
0: many. resolutions. So many? So many. Let's hear them. Well,
2: I need to release two albums. <laughs> so the <laughs> well. first one is almost done, but I keep adding things to it. So I need to, like, settle on something and get it out. And then I want to do an acoustic one. And then... Um, Just being consistent, productive, and enjoying life more. I Mm -hmm. think those three things are the goal for 2021. Okay. So instead of like being like, oh, I need to get this done, being like, I need to get this done
0: now, not put it off. Gotcha. Gotcha. Whittle?
1: I was going to lie to you guys and say my goal would be to have less coffee, but let's be real here. Yeah. So um, I wouldn't say that I have, like, a New Year's resolution. Um, I'm, I'm very big on what you decide to change today. Like, that's you're casting a vote toward who you want to be, and a New Year's not going to change that. It's going to have to be a daily decision and habits that you have. However, um, this coming up year, I really just want to focus on having joy and not having, like, just happiness, whereas happiness is connected to things that happen to you. I want joy that no matter what I come up against or what I face or if I'm having to be patient that I have joy in in the Lord because it says the joy of the Lord is our strength. Mm
3: -hmm. And
1: I just haven't had as much fun being, if I'm being completely vulnerable here, I haven't had as much fun being a Christian as I should. And that's a horrible testimony. There's nothing worse than to see a depressed Christian. Like God paid a high price for us to live free and and to live with power and authority and, and joy that doesn't make sense to people that don't know God. And so yeah. I really yeah. want to walk in that. Um, so I'm just prepping my heart <laughs> and my attitude to, you know, just but
0: we do have to understand that those times do come. There they are do. Yeah, points absolutely. in our, in our walk that we just, it's a dry season.
1: Yeah. But I also think that it's only dry if you choose not to water it. And I think that those seasons are seasons that we, it's when we get off and don't do what we know we're supposed to do that we feel it dry up instead of really pressing into his presence and so I just want to make sure that on my part that I'm not shorting my responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that I think I'm going to really just be perfect. But I, I just really want to access what God has promised me and to really like s- step into that joy. Yeah. And it to be ridiculous and not make sense to anybody because I'm so inept with, with who, who God is.
0: Uh, one for me would be, uh, let me go ahead and preface it with this. Pretty much everybody that knows me knows that I do not care for working out. (laughs) I just have no desire to, like, keep it up. Like, there are times when I'm inspired to do it, but, like, I just don't have any intention of making it a habit. Um, But this new year, I really want to make a point to be healthier. Like, I don't care about getting toned. I don't care about weight training. I just want to be healthier. Um, And so that's going to be my main, like, resolution uh, for the year. Uh, the other one would be to keep seeking the Lord without distraction.
3: Preach. Mm. Yep, that's, <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. It's <laughs> oh, yeah. a really good one.
0: Yeah. Corey and do you have any?
3: Um, I think one of mine is like I wanna pick up something. Like a hobby or something, you know, that mm. like one thing I really want to do is skate. Like rollerblade. Oh, okay. I will so well, not, go with you. Well not rollerblade, but like four wheel skates, you know, like California
1: style. I will so go with you.
3: Do it. Like I'm I would love I would love a partner to like roll around with, you know? Uh, on skates. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ooh, anyway.
0: There's a little bit of leaven for the bread. Yeah, let me go ahead and edit that out.
2: <laughs> you guys should do roller disco though.
1: Roller Roller Disco. disco. We totally could do Roller Disco. That sounds fun. I could
2: totally see Whitney with the fro. I I was about to say that. With what? The fro. Really? (laughs) Yeah, totally in your element.
1: That is definitely not what I thought you would say.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I could see you Roller discoing.
1: I just want the neon lipstick that glows in the dark. That would be so fun. I could
0: just see Whitney just going, "Hey," and the fro's just shaking, you know?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
3: Oh my goodness.
0: Okay, um... Let's see. So, a Facebook memory of mine. Uh, so, nine years ago today, I posted saying, "You know that feeling of giving up, <laughs> of just letting it go." <laughs> That's not a funny topic, <laughs> Whitney. Why would you laugh at that? <laughs> I know hey, that hey, feeling of giving up.
1: No, play the I'm, whitney laugh if you want me to be honest <laughs> oh, no, i, I laughed it. because i yawned and david mocked my yawn and it looked like he was waiting to die huh
0: there's no return policy on that Mm-mm. no uh you know that feeling of giving up of just letting it go and resting back into the flow of life yeah i'm so overpowering that feeling right now nice yeah I posted, I posted that in 2011. I was pretty proud of myself. <laughs> really? Feeling it. And I was feeling myself. Uh, and then let's see. Last year on this day, I posted a meme that said, Elementary school, here's what they teach you. Here's a basic understanding of history and how the world works. But then in high school, they say, actually, that's not quite right. Everything is actually a whole lot more complicated than that. And then in college, they teach you, everything you know is wrong. And then the History Channel says aliens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, said, sir. So, I just thought that was funny. Because, like, if anybody has ever watched one of those alien shows on the History Channel, they know that one, like, really smart dude that, like, has the crazy hair, and he's kind of, like, yeah. has, like, the olive skin, and he's just, like, aliens. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just see it every time I read mm. that or think of aliens in the first place yeah. <laughs> okay <laughs>
2: this time seven years ago I had just gotten into MTSU <laughs> that's like seeing that that was seven years ago it's just like wow it's wow. crazy stuff December 20th 2013 I said it's official I'm a Blue Raider Yeah. Mm. good stuff it's all over now thank god Thank Praise you, the Lord, for that.
0: Praise God.
2: I usually have a funny one. I don't have any funny
0: ones this time. Really?
1: Was that? Was that it? That was it for me. Oh, maybe well, congratulations! Maybe you're finally <laughs> <maturing>. <laughs> <normal> today. Ha! <Hi. laughs>
0: maybe what? Maybe you're finally maturing. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I doubt it.
1: I think I have like. <laughs> I think I have four. Four you for you four? guys, maybe. Oh uh, I posted this and it was like I shared something five years ago from someone else's page, and it. I, it says, it wasn't David Stone that actually killed the giant. It was his faith. He was waiting for that moment.
0: Sorry, but you read that so fast that you talk, I thought you were talking about a specific person whose name was David Stone. <laughs> <laughs> so I was confused for no, a, a second.
1: that's not it. Huh? Three years huh? ago, I shared something that Stephen Furtick had posted, and it says, It is what it is, but with God, it's not what it seems. Where you see failure, God sees a new future. Where you see rejection, God sees refinement. Huh? <laughs> and then...
3: Um,
2: oh, my goodness. Sorry.
1: So, one year ago, I shared joy, which is really funny because I didn't realize that was on there. But it says, gladness not based on circumstance. And...
2: Wisdom.
1: Jeez, Whitney, you're blowing the house up today, <laughs> <laughs> Right.
2: Every window is gone.
1: Um, before you ask God for what you want, thank him for what you have. And then I have one more for you guys. And it said three things you don't want to accept, but there's actually five. So, whoever made this... Yeah. They can not count. <laughs> it says your weight is a reflection of your daily habits. Your wealth is a reflection of your daily habits. Your mood is a reflection of your daily habits. 90% of the problems in your life are your fault, and excuses won't solve anything.
2: Ooh, preach. Mm. Merry
0: Christmas, everybody. <laughs> yeah. I'm,
1: so, I'm so glad you all feel so encouraged by that, because that was like, you know...
0: <laughs> My pastor this morning, he was... Uh... Somehow we got on the topic of death and he was like, you're going to die. You're going to die. You're going to die. We're all going to die. Merry Christmas, everybody.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. My pastor said it like this one time. He was like, unforgiveness is like drinking or like catching a house on fire. (laughs) Just stop. David, that is...
0: (laughs) That does not need to be a soundbite. It's so long.
1: (laughs) Okay.
2: You said my pastor said, every time you guys were like, my pastor said this, I'm like, I got to play it. got to play it. (laughs) Oh, talk.
0: well guys it is time that we uh, put the milk down because it's dinner
2: time
0: <laughs> uh, guys so tonight we are covering the first chapter of Colossians and um, I really just wanted to see what everybody kind of pulled from that uh, but first listeners if you have not read the first chapter of Colossians I want you to go ahead and pause the show. Uh, go read it real quick. It won't even take you five minutes. And then come back uh, uh, so that you can kind of be on topic with us as we discuss that chapter. Um, so, uh, everybody, I'm just going to kind of ask the room, what did you pull from the chapter that you could like apply uh, and try and quote the verse if you could?
2: Um, I know... I was specifically reading the first couple of verses of the first chapter, um, the greetings. Um, I know just kind of a context. This is like during Paul's first imprisonment um, in Rome, and he's writing to um, I never had, know how to say the church's name. Is it Colossi? Colossi. Colossi. Yeah. Colossi. So he's writing to this church because he's g- getting he's been getting reports that they're hearing false doctrines, mm-hmm. um, basically saying that Jesus isn't God um and so um he like this whole book is really just about like talking about the supremacy of Christ and like talking about like how great Christ is and how like you have to kind of rebirth yourself with him and like part of living a life of uh, a Christian life is living a life of submission to him but just the takeaways from the first couple verses um I think it's how Paul he sought to establish personal connections um, with the people he's writing to so he's always like you know we're I'm praying for I'm praying for you we always the first wait verse 3 chapter 1 we always thank God the Father of Lord Jesus Christ when we pray for you because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all the saints the faith and love that spring from the hope that is stored up for you in heaven and that you have already heard about in the word of truth the gospel that has come to you so i just think it's really cool how he's not just trying to assert his authority he's like really trying to build relationships with these churches um especially this one and like in these people he's never met and he really takes like he's really caring about them in that way um And also, like, he just wanted them to know the greatness of God and kind of um, guard them against these false doctrines and arguments that they've been hearing. So um, that's kind of what I took away from the first part.
0: Yeah, Um, so I was reading there towards the end of the chapter, um, and uh, Paul goes into uh, the fact that he is um, stewarded by God to bring the gospel to these people and to the world um, and <clears throat> he, he kind of reflects what he's already said in the greeting he says uh, he calls he acknowledges himself as the author of this letter and he says Paul an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God mm-hmm. um, for anybody who, that believes that the scripture is the word of God is the inspired word of God then that is just an affirmation that God, or that Paul, I'm sorry, is uh, called to be an apostle, that he is called to lead the church. And that what he says is, um, is doctrine because it's coming straight from the Holy Spirit. And he has said it. And the Holy Spirit here has affirmed that Paul is an apostle of Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I, I take a lot of comfort in that because it reminds me of the authority of the, of, the uh, the New Testament mm-hmm. and the Bible itself. Um, yeah. And so the, go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry. Uh, so that's one thing that always sticks out to me, um, and then it's so encouraging with that in mind to go back over those first few verses and read that prayer that he's praying. Mm-hmm. Because if he's praying that over the church, then the Holy Spirit is praying that over us. Yeah. Praying that we are strengthened with all power by the uh, by the power of God. Uh, so.
2: Yeah, and I think it's crucial that he reaffirms the power of God to them and really goes into depth in explaining the supremacy of Christ because you, you can have doctrine, but you need to know who that doctrine is from. Like, you need to know the character of, the, of God, mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. Jesus. And, like, that kind of is the foundation of your relationship with him, and then that doctrine kind of comes second. Uh, So.
3: yeah that's good I was looking into the verses 21 through 27 and I really picked up on the freedom that we have through Jesus so the church of Colossae they they were very faithful to God they really did love him they had a faithful relationship with him Um, but they were kind of attacked from different angles so they were how do I say this they were um, kind of shunned in a way from the Jewish Christian community um, and bound by the laws of the Torah. That was, like, so much importance was put on them with that and sticking to those laws that were found in the Torah. And then they are also targeted from the non-Christian community and focusing on the, like, mystical polytheism of worshiping other gods that were popular during that time. So they had these two outside cultural things kind of pulling them away from jesus and so what i really saw in this is the freedom that we have through jesus's death like um for example like because he died he has given us the views of the glory that he has and the riches that he has for us up in heaven and he's shown us his love so the last part it's verse 27 God was pleased to make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. So we have this hope and this freedom. Like, we're no longer bound to these laws that we're hanging over them, you know? We don't have this—we don't have to live up to this expectation. We live to seek after a relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. He broke all of that bondage that we were held down by before. So I just Mm -hmm. really— it's just so freeing knowing that you don't have to like work yourself to death to follow these laws that you'll never be able to fully live by. Yeah. But if we're seeking Jesus and, you know, by seeking a relationship with Jesus and loving Him, those laws will kind of come into effect in your life without you having to like, you know, go hardcore trying to fulfill them on your own.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that's mm. good.
0: Yeah, um, so honestly, like kind of what came to mind when you were saying that, uh, has anybody ever felt that way in our own culture? Mm-hmm. Just like everything's coming at us from all sides to pull us away from Jesus.
3: For sure. Yeah. I mean, like what I was saying with the, you know, judgment from certain churches, <laughs> there's a lot of churches out there that push that judgment. Mm-hmm. So you've got that on one side and then you've also got the world and the temptations and you know, what's
1: popular in the world. You also have churches that will, just to get people in the doors, s- spread the gospel, but with yeah. compromise. Mm-hmm. Saying, Jesus, you know, preach love and ex- love and acceptance, etc. And that's not the case. Like, Jesus, he does love you regardless, but he taught love and repentance. Yeah, he's a righteous he, judge. Yeah, and so just to get some people in the door, some places, they shouldn't come off judgy with the religious part. But they should love people enough and get close to them and love them anyway, but not compromise the word in order to do so. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why do you think it's so hard
2: for churches to do
1: that? I think that the church, it honestly reminds me a lot of um, King Solomon. And, like, the church has wisdom, and the church is favored by God, and, and, you know, the church belongs to him. But I think they get to looking at the wrong thing. Um. And I think that the church has ended up caring more about the opinion of the people they're trying to reach more than what God's showing them that they need to be doing Mm -hmm. in those people's lives. And so whenever you're trying to stand firm in your faith and not compromise on the word and love people and not be judgmental of them, you can't value their opinion and how you think they are or are not going to receive whenever you do have to come in with some light and truth more than you value what God's... Yeah. God says. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the problem with a lot of it. I think that people don't know how to do that. Um, they either go ahead and judge you up front until you, you need to get right, basically, before you can be a part of the church, which Jesus did not teach, mm-hmm. and that's religion. Or they teach, oh, you're just totally accepted, and you can do this, and it's totally fine, and it's it's you don't ever have to whatever, you don't have to change. like, And it's not that you have to change to come to God, but when you get into relationship with Jesus... Like Corianne said, mm-hmm. just by you trying to get close to God, those things in you naturally change because we, we are designed to walk in righteousness. And that's honestly a part of like what my section had talked about, 9 through 12. And it was talking about walking in a manner worthy of our calling. Um, I'm going to read some of this to you guys. And it says, and so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you he has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. If Jesus was all about love and acceptance, why would there need to be forgiveness of sins?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Those things cause separation from God. So it's it's hard for churches to be like, oh, well, everything's fine. and You can just stay the way you are. And, you know, like, he, you know, he accepts you, da, da, da because that sin that you're partaking in actually causes separation of you and god so how are you really supposed to ever expect to encounter him
0: mm-hmm. yeah um i think another reason why it's so hard for churches to uh david what was the original question
2: uh why is it so hard for churches to be focused on uh to not be as focused on the opinion of those they're trying to reach and more focused on like teaching yeah yeah
0: yeah okay um, I would say uh, it's because they haven't been the churches have not been properly trained. Um, too many uh, older generations have held on to their knowledge, and not really pass it on through discipleship. Uh, every church that I have gone to, I haven't seen any sort of solution for how to build disciples, how to push people to make disciples, and to be discipled. Um, we are called to do that. It's in the Great Commission. Um, Therefore, or all authority, this is Jesus speaking, all authority on heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, teaching them to obey, to observe and obey all that I have taught you. And remember that I am with you always, even to the end of the age. We are called by Jesus to go and make disciples. And I did not hear enough about discipleship growing up. I was not discipled by anybody. Nobody like, took me aside and said, hey, this is what the Word of God is. Yeah. This is what you need to do with it. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously I can't speak for everybody. Obviously there are exceptions to what I am saying. There are churches out there that have done this, but not enough churches are, even today. Yeah. And I think that really needs to change. I really think there needs to be a, more of a focus on discipleship, teaching people how to observe and obey the commands of Christ, so that they can go and teach the same thing
1: and here's the mic drop on that honestly that starts with us because we're waiting for the church to teach us but we're the body right and so there comes a point where we have to look and examine our lives and say god who who do i maybe have influence with that i didn't realize who can i invest in who is where i used to be and i didn't know but somebody took the time to pay attention to me and see that i had potential and you know like we're the body and Honestly, the body's gotten pretty lazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We need to be an active body of Christ. We don't need to sit on the pew and observe on Sunday and then call ourselves a Christian the rest of the week, and that's not even the first thing on our mind when we wake up on Monday morning. The church needs to wake up and stop sleeping and take responsibility. But the thing is, is it's so easy to blame the big C church and to, to blame leaders. But, guys, we're the leaders. If you say yes to Jesus, you, therefore, are a leader. You are in light. You are not in darkness, and whenever you go to places that are darker, people that have those areas that are not exposed yet, you bring that light with you, and you expose those areas. Like You are the body of Christ, and we need to wake up, and we need to start doing something with it. And so even if we're not given that, maybe where we go, we need to start developing that where we are.
3: Absolutely. We can't wait for
1: opportunity to come to us. We have to create it, and we have to step up.
0: Absolutely. And we can pray that mentors come into our lives who can disciple us, but we also need to pray and seek out um, those mentors and seek out those people who we can disciple, Mm -hmm. just as Whitney is saying. It is our responsibility. Jesus has commissioned us to do that. Totally. Um, But guys, we are almost out of time for this episode. So two things that I want to leave our listeners with. Uh, One, consider somebody that you can be discipling. Think about somebody that you have influence over, that uh, looks up to you, and consider trying to find somebody that you look up to and reaching out to them, so that they can mentor you in the Word of God. We are, we are, the Holy Spirit prays for us in the book of Col- in the first chapter of Colossians that we would increase in the knowledge of God. And so we need to be doing that. We need to be seeking to do that. Uh, the second thing that I would leave you with is that very prayer in the first chapter I would challenge ever, all of our listeners to pray that over themselves this week pray it over themselves and see how God moves because this is a prayer that he himself has prayed over you so join him in that prayer and watch him guys this is free wine and unleavened bread of course I screwed it up but that's fine God, <laughs> God forgives me God forgives me this is free wine There's and no unleavened bread you Thank you so much for joining us. We will see you next week.